Hello and welcome back inside the virtual boot room. We're going to do a little something different with this particular episode. A little shorter, a little more focused. So, Paul, are you ready for something a little different? I am ready. I've got coffee and water, so I'm on it this week. I got beer. I'm good to go. <laughs> so, fresh sip down. We are prepared. So, what, we, what, what we're going to do in this is... And this will become a part of a, a bit of a regular series for us. Is we're going to take tactics we see in the game, you know, that the opposition throws against it, and we're going to talk about how we would build teams to go after it. So hopefully we can start to give you some insight. You know, you're you're running into you got that bogey team, and they always come at you with you know a particular setup. And hopefully we can give you some thoughts and insights as to how we approach it um, to maybe give you a shot at breaking down your bogey club. So uh, today's insight is going to be um, against the 5-3-2. Um, I wanted to start there. It's one I happen to see all the time in uh, in Wales. So I, I thought it was a, it was a particularly interesting um, piece to to, to start against, and it's one that's caused me a, a fair bit of grief and aggravation um, at times. So that is my plan. So Paul, first, in your managerial dabblings with FC United of Manchester, is it a formation you run up against quite a bit, or is it one you've used? Um, in terms of coming up against, not not so much. Um, a few times... I, mm, yeah, I would probably say maybe three or four times, I would say a season maybe. Because whenever I come up against it, obviously I have a specific way I know I, I want to counter it. So it does stick in my mind as a tactic I do come up with a little bit, but not as much as I found in Wales as well. When I was there, that it does seem you get, get that tactic quite a lot. Yeah, no, it, it does seem to be an inordinately popular one. So... Um, so hopefully it, this provides some benefit. As we go on in the future, we'll, we'll break into other tactics. And as always, um, if there is a particular setup that you're interested in us talking about how to counter, um, do feel free to hit up either one of us on Twitter at FM underscore Yank or uh, TN underscore The Northman. You can uh, get us, let, let either one of us know. We're more than happy to uh, to take some suggestions to specifically go after. This one just happened to have been picked out of um, the hat that I carry because, you know, as as half of the ones talking about it, I get the privilege of, you know, doing this periodically. So just um, just just a heads heads up to people that I, I found out about this tactical plan like a good what 30 seconds before we went live. Um so it's going to be interesting, but hey, we go with the flow. And as I said to Colin before we start, this is actually the tactic I'm planning on using in real life this year. So it's it's going to be a nice discussion. I'm excited about it. Okay, so um, I thought we would talk a little bit about um, sort of the two flavors. You know, I guess generally speaking, we'll talk about kind of two flavors uh, uh, and how we go at it. The more, um, and we'll start with the more... Um, Defensive oriented five three two. Um, so I see it in a couple of ways. Uh, is is how I see the game and the and the AI use it. So generally speaking, almost always um, three center backs. Um, now I've seen it, you know, with uh, either sort of the stepped up wing backs in the more defensive midfield area or a flat back five. Um, I, I don't think it truly makes a huge difference from the point of view of this discussion. Um, then generally it's 
um, either a flat three in the midfield or two in a defensive midfielder, and then um, two strikers. Uh, I rarely have ever seen the uh, AI use a flat two and an attacking midfielder as part of the midfield three. I've done that before. Um, I'd say that's a much more attacking variant of it. So we'll use that in the second half of this discussion as the attacking flavor. Um, so for this one, I'd say let's let's use the, the construct. Um, back three, two wing backs in the defensive midfield, and then either a flat three or two in the midfield, one in the defensive midfield, and then um, largely a false nine deep lying forward, and then you know, either a poaching, attacking forward, something of, of, uh, of that matter in the front. Um, so first thing that comes to mind when I look at this formation, and, and this will be an interesting one to talk, um, is the center of that field is going to be jam-packed. So the question is for you, Paul, okay, we've, we, we're, we're looking at this. We know going in that teams that are going to play this are going to cram the middle of the field, and the box is probably going to get kind of congested. What kind of things are we looking at to, to, to break, or what kind of things are you looking at, uh, more specifically, um, to break that down? I mean, coming up against the tactic, I think the the biggest thing you've got to be looking at is to clear the ball to the flanks and you've got to be looking for the overlap as well. You've got to make sure you're doubling up on them and make sure your full-backs are very attacking. Um, yes, you leave yourself open. Um, yes, you, you can potentially get overrun, as you say, through the middle. Um, especially if one of them strikers drifts wide, your full-backs might be out of position. But um, in, in my eyes, if I'm coming up against the the five three two, I would be, I would be without a shadow of a doubt, just playing as wide as possible. Um, in terms of the selection of the width, make sure it's not balanced, make sure it's set wide. Um, I'd just be attacking them flanks all day long. I'd be making sure in my pre-game setup, I'd be picking the fastest wingers I've got, even if they're not the most talented, but. Get the ball out wide and attack as quickly as possible. Okay, so what style? I guess so. You're off the bat, and you're 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 thinking. I'm picking up. You you're running at least um, two wide midfielders, two wide fullbacks. So you, you're going to double up the double up the the wide yeah. side. Um, again, knowing that we're going to be kind of stuck in the middle. Um, I think you mentioned a couple of key things for people to remember. Instructions, get that ball to the flanks. Wide play. Um, drifting in the channel. So something else I like to do is... Um, so I tend to go at this with a with kind of a 4-4-2 um, type concept. Uh, again, I'll, yeah, same thing. What you want to do... What, what I find what you want to do is, is peel the field apart sort of laterally. Um, force them out of position. Get them to, get them to go. Um, out of position to chase you down on the on the wide side. I think when you force the overlap, especially, I think it works the same in real life as it does the game engine. Um, you really do <clears throat> force the opposition players to. There's just way too many people around and way too many free open passes that they can probe with. Um, but I think the other key thing that you mentioned that, that's huge is speed. Um, you can't lollygag your way into this. There's, you know, getting in there and playing. Was, oh, go for it. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say that. Um, that's. I think when you when you imagining your head coming up against a five three two, the biggest thing you want to make sure you make happen is 
that when you're attacking, you are not attacking against the five. Because if you're attacking against a five, there's one more defender than when you're playing against a back four, for example. So in my, in my opinion, you need to get the ball forward, but get, get it forward as quickly as possible. Yes, you're looking for the overlap, but all that, in my, in my opinion, the overlap, what that's there for is if you don't get forward quick enough, you can then look for the one-two with your fullback, for example. Mm-hmm. But in 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 my opinion, when we get the ball out out wide as quickly as possible, it makes sure your attacker is getting chased by the fullback. He's not running towards the fullback. So it's as you say, it's about speed. It's about getting forward quickly and taking advantage of the fact that if you're playing with two up top, for example, and you've got your winger bursting forward, it could be three versus three. Right. Yeah, no, going after this in a in a patient build-up kind of way is going to result in nothing but pain and, and unhappiness all day long. Because as you said, you're, you're just going to end up on the wrong side of the imbalance, and there's always going to be a free somebody, largely going to be a free center back in the box who's probably going to make a meal out of any crossing attempts in that that you put in there because he's always going to be in position to kind of, kind of push him away. Um, I mean, it's... Um, I mean, we mentioned... Before we start, I'm, I'm looking to use this in in real life. So I've actually spent the last week or two just going over this tactic again and again and again in my head and planning what I think will work. And I mean, if you're coming up against a team playing this, one thing I think football manager would struggle with, um, but if I was using this tactic in, in the game, the one thing I would do is have both of my strikers marking the fullbacks. Um now, my reasoning behind that is when when I lose the ball, I don't want to be in a situation in, in the real world or in football manager where you're getting, you're getting two versus one down the flanks. Anytime you've only got one wide person, you've got that issue. But in this tactic, if you play in the attacker midfielder and two strikers, which is how I would play the tactic... Um, the attacker midfielder more than likely will be that kind of creative playmaker, isn't he? He's the guy who's looking for that pass, the, the killer pass, for example. Um, so, especially for myself, for Bjekram, the person who's going to be playing that role is somebody who is not the quickest in the team. He's not, he, he works hard, but lacking the, the speed, the agility. Um, I want both, as soon as we lose the ball, both of my strikers, I want chasing the fullbacks. Um, so if they do go forward for the overlap, I've I've got two versus two. But if if they don't go forward, then we at least stopping that being able to happen, and the attack midfielder becomes almost a lone striker. But then when we win the ball back, the strikers then push back into position. Now that also gives the that also makes it impossible for the opposition to mark my strikers because my strikers are drifting completely out of position. And when they drift back in, there's the possibility the fullback will follow them for the first few steps, which can open the door for my wing-back to get forward. So when you're using the tactic in Football Manager, I think one of the key things, if you're using it, is to use the specific instructions to mark specific positions and drag your players out, in my opinion. Drag both your strikers across so... When they have a goal kick, your your strikers are marking the fullbacks, not the centre backs. Force them through, 
force them through the middle, stop them being allowed to utilize the two versus one, just force them to go through the middle where you have extra men. Well, that's how I will play it, in my opinion. No, I think that that's a really interesting piece. So just to help folks out, so roles that you're looking for in, so in that front three to, to create that. So I think you, you mentioned exactly get the specific instructions for your strikers to mark the, uh, their fullbacks. Now, are you looking like a deep lying forward, attacking mid, and then something like a, a Trek or an Ungash in, in that, or, um, or just as simple as an advanced playmaker for that uh, for that attack I mean, in the role. Yeah, in the attack midfielder role, without shadow doubt, with the two central midfielders behind him, um, and you've got three strikers behind that, if, you, if your centre one is a stopper, for example, then there's no reason for him to be dropping back, in my opinion. I mean, he is almost a free man. He is... I mean, to put it for myself, I mean, the player who I've got playing in that position can drop a shoulder like nobody at this level. Um, so I've told him just roam around, be that free man where we defending, just get in the space. Um, so yeah, advanced playmaker or trequartista, just let them roam, just uh, don't put pressure on them. And then the strikers in front of them, in my opinion, you want them on the last man, you want them pushing the defense back because if you have deep line forwards, they're going to be pulling people into the space of the attack and play the attack midfielder so i mean i'm i'm imagining my training this week and what i've got planned and transferring it over to the game and it's the same concept if your strikers are defensive minded in terms of when you have the ball um if they drop deep it pulls the defense out which gives less space for your playmaker but if your if your strikes are constantly pushing the defense back you will find your playmaker gets more space, he can turn, then he can play that killer ball because you're putting somebody in that playmaker role who can do the job. So don't worry about him not being able to find that pass. So almost like a almost a poacher, poacher, trek type yeah, I mean, setup. Poacher, post, post, poacher, advance forward. Um, I, I quite like that. That partnership, to be honest with you, I've played a little bit um, the advanced forward and portion and as you say, just somebody behind who the playmaker I find roams a lot anyway. Trequartista is something I don't really use a lot in terms of football manager. Yeah, it's a little bit more specific. I think it <clears throat> it's interesting in the con and the reason I'm thinking about it and the concept of what you're talking about is is it sort of liberates them from that defensive um, mm. duty. Almost just thinking in the way that the game kind of works is it almost kind of takes that off and says, okay, yeah, look, just give it up, hang out up there, float around and do your thing almost to create that same situation. So using, using that high pressure, you know, the high pressure striker duo to, to really push forward and then um, let that, let, you know, let that attacking midfield just sort of wobble around. Um, as an interesting question, both to to counter against and to use in this formation to kind of be more attacking with um, central midfield roles. Um, now, I've tried a couple of ways, and, and I've messed around with this. I know if you bum around enough online, you can find a whole bunch of digestions from Antonio Conte and his time at Juventus with with this particular formation that you get a lot of um, like box two box to boxes and a regista or, you know, box to box deep line play, you know, uh, some kind of a, 
box to box and uh, deep lying playmaker <clears throat> um, type role. Now I don't, I haven't seen a lot, and I'll admit because I haven't gone looking for it, is to see if people have updated some of the new roles with um, with the ability to kind of force the those center midfielders to make use of sort of the half spaces and cover some of the the wider slots. But <clears throat> what kinds of you know? The, that's the, um, that three midfield that you're looking for, you know, both in a defensive setting that I think, you know, you get bo box to box, I think is a lot of what I've seen the AI and just a quick tip that I will insert here. If you get an opportunity <clears throat> to spend money on data analysts in the game and upgrading your data analyst facilities, you will get phenomenal levels of information about what the opposition is doing that helps you really understand these things. I, I forget. I'm, I don't know if, four or five upgrades in and I'm now getting roles in my positions, which is giving me so much more to think about when I'm countering this. So just a quick tip in the middle. If you get the opportunity, invest in there. It's generally pretty low dollars to put in, but it's got huge dividends uh, on it. Something I've not looked into in football Manchester yet with FC United of Manchester, but it's definitely something financially once I can afford to spend a little bit more on it. Um, I've actually just cancel that part of my scouting because um, I just I just can't afford it at the minute. Um, but in terms of the roles, I think it depends what you want to do. Do you want to press? Do you want to... I mean, as I've said, I want, my, I want my, my strikers to man-mark both full-backs. Now, as I said, that's not to... That's not to chase them all the time. It's more to to stop the the ball out wide to start because clear ball of the flanks will automatically have the goalkeeper kicking it out there. Um, right. And quite a lot of times he'll overrule his distribute to central defenders. Um, but I think for me, I wouldn't be chasing too much because if, if you have your wing backs on close down more, for example, what you're going to find is you're constantly three versus two or three versus three at the back and it's too risky in my opinion so straight away having to close down less on your full backs kind of influences your two central midfielder roles and having that on close down less definitely in my opinion means you don't need the defensive midfielder because before you know you've got six you've got six back there too deep and you're giving the the opposition too much space in their defensive midfield space to play football. Um, same with their wingers. If their wingers drop off and your wing backs or full backs are not pressing them, you've you've got six men behind the ball but none of them are doing anything. Um, and you know how easy it is in football manager with a cross for the opposition just to nip it and score. Um, so, um, in my opinion, if, if you have your wing backs on support if you have them on close down less then your central midfield roles i think one of them needs to be a ball wind midfielder because he will then push into the defensive midfield role position of the opposition and just stop them playing a bit um and the other one probably i would say i would probably say mm, it's tough because i think i would go just a central midfield on support but if I was playing at a higher level, I would probably go deep line playmaker just to come and take the ball off the defence. But if I, if my central of my three defenders is a stopper, then I wouldn't play deep line playmaker because they'd end up just coming into each other's space. But if I'm playing them as a cover, 
Now, if he's a cover, I would say his passing ability is less than what it is if he's a stopper. Because a covering defender is always there to um, intercept the cross. The stopper will make the tackle and then pass the ball. Um, so, again, a, a lot of the roles kind of influence each other, in my opinion. Sure. No, and it's so like I, I generally. So I think you mentioned an important piece is, is you have to be very, very sensitive about which which players on the pitch, if you're going to use the formation, are closing down because it is going to create weird imbalances and can leave you in, in risky situations. The flip side yeah. is, is watch if you're going up against it to see if the opposition is playing aggressively like that. Um, because it will give you room to exploit. Um, it will absolutely give you yeah. room to, to exploit. And this is where that overlap instruction, right? If you can get their wing backs to come in and aggressively go after your wingers as you're pressing in forward, you have the overlap, you now have an option, you're, you're going to end up you know, generating an imbalance, which is exactly what we want to do in these kind of situations. Um, I, I find for me using it, um, I'm generally, when I use it, always going to leave my central midfielder, I tend to leave them either a defender cover. Um, I find that I actually like um, the box, either the dual box to box and a Regista or okay. um, two ball winning and a deep line playmaker in the central midfield as a, as a central three. Um, depending, it, It's going to be very dependent on the technical skill of that central player. Um, you know, if, I've, if I happen to have midfielders that are good long shoot guys that have tons of, of stamina and, st and, and fitness and love to run for days, then I'll, um, I'll ebb them more into the, uh, you know, box to box type role and use them to press as almost two more attackers, which gives me a little more flexibility with, with <clears throat> overloading, um, as we go forward in the middle. If they tend to be more defensive-minded, I'll, I'll use them more in the um, ball-winning capacity and less as a, less relying on them driving forward. Um, that being said, I, I always look for a highly technical skilled um, player for that that midfield third. You know, good passing, good vision that they can see the field and really um, operate with you know that kind of playmaking authority in the center of the field. And I think, as you mentioned, by being able to, to use some of the forward roles to press around and create, you know, create more pressure there, it builds more space for that central playmaker to have more room in the middle of the park to, to operate and, and kind of get the ball spread around, especially to your more forward playmaker, which gives you the opportunity to, uh, to drive in and, and get those sort of quick goals. I think the counter to it is is look for those lone playmakers is the guys that are just sort of lurking around and you know make sure that you you you're moving the ball away from them. I think the get out wide instructions and playing wide is going to help because um, it's very rare that you're going to get playmakers out wide that they're going to be in the center so by doing that you're going to specifically have your team avoid key playmakers um, well, I think from the opposition. I think you've you said you said the the big thing there. Um, in terms of look for the people in the space and look for look for that man who's there, because there's there's two reasons you're playing this five three two. Reason one is that 
you have fantastic wing-backs and you want to get them forward. Um, you want to utilise them. Reason two is that you don't have any good wingers, um, which is my reason. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the key there is to, to realise what's happening. So if they are constantly going through the middle and they have this guy pulling the springs in, in the advanced playmaker role, in my opinion, I wouldn't man-mark him because what you'll find is in Football Manager, they'll constantly get away. You take a man out of the game, um, they constantly leave space where they shouldn't. And it, it's a poor system in terms of the man-marking that, in that type of position, in that very dangerous advanced um, playmaker position. In my opinion, I'd play two defensive midfielders there. I would play, probably, I would probably play four five one with two defensive midfielders um and i would say to them this guy's completely unavailable what are you going to do now because what you might find is they actually have two fullbacks who are quite poor going forward but they had no other choice in terms of formation um so i'm quite curious what people come up against and how they manage to handle it but also what you were saying there about you the, the players you have in terms of how good they are, stamina-wise, agility and stuff, um, that that changes whether you're going to be pressing them or whether you're going to sit off. And as we said, the 3-5-2 can become a 3-5-2 um, for 90% of the game. If you have a team who all have good fitness, who all have good stamina, all have good agility, all have good pace, acceleration, acceleration is key, to close down quickly. But um, if you have a team who's very, very fit, then you can have a high defensive line. You can close down much more. You can pressurise constantly from attack to defence because if they put a ball over the top, your defence is quick enough to mop it up. But you will press them so much that you, you force mistakes. But if you have a team, Colin, where all of your physicals are below 10, then what you're going to find is you're playing a 5-3-2 with an actual flatback 5 most of the time because you need to drop deeper. You need to close down less. You need to you need to protect yourself. But, um, I mean, if you have a team who's physically poor, Colin, would you would you use this tactic? Or would is that where you'd take the advanced playmaker and make him a defensive, a defensive midfielder, maybe? Yeah, if, if I have a team that's not quick um, and is certainly lacking in the physical area of the game, no, I may play formations built around a flat back five in the event that I'm highly concerned uh, about getting torn to pieces. Um, I would say that for me, that generally tends to be a season one level phenomena, um, and we've talked about it sort of ad nauseum on, uh, on this. I am I'm a very very big proponent of um, high high speed high acceleration high physical uh, capability and capacity you know high stamina um, for exactly this reason is is that it gives you it gives at least I find it gives me more tools and more levers if I'm not if my team isn't there I'm gonna build a formation you know either something like a four five one a five four one something like that. Um, that's going to give me just 
I, I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, pull one of those Mourinho's and line 10 guys up across the front of the box and say, look for the next, you know, <laughs> however many games <clears throat> come at me, we're going to play some nil nils. I'm going to nick some one nils off of you. You're going to nick a few one nils. And once we survive, we can argue about the, uh, the merits of, of, of my uh, managerial choices. Um, <clears throat> I think I think it's just about it's 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 always got to be about doing what what you have available, um, using what you have. And I'd say this is the tactic for today. But maybe in the next discussion, we'll be discussing why it's good to use a four four two. Um, it's about using what you got available. My left back has retired. My left winger used to be a left back. My right winger is actually a central midfielder. So it makes sense with Bjekram this year to play my left winger at left wing back now, where he'll be comfortable because he can defend and attack. And my right back love to get forward anyway, so I might as well push him up and actually move the central midfielder into central midfield where he'll feel more comfortable. It, it's about using what you've got, playing to your strengths. Um, and as we've said, if you've got an advanced playmaker who's just unbelievable, then Get him space. Get him space by maybe pushing your strikers up so you get the you're pushing the defence back, finding space. Drop your defence. Central midfielders deep, deep line playmakers. Central midfielder on defend, automatically drop them deep. You'll find the opposition's midfield follow them. They like lost dogs at times, Colin, just chasing them. They'll give space for that key player in the middle. Nope, absolutely. So. So we'll wrap this here. So hopefully we've given you some insights on how to use the formation, especially things to think about to try and break it down. But okay, just come in. Uh, before we exit for the week, I know, Paul, you had some questions in that that you wanted to ask the, uh, the listening audience for. Yes, I've been busy. Um, my website, theonlinedesk.com, is back, back up and running. Um content going on it um, i'm blogging yeah, crime this season i'm going to actually tell people what i'm doing each week and um, but i'm going to be starting a football manager save blog and audio format colin there's going to be an mp3 file going up so if you if you want to see what's been happening every blog will almost have an audio book with it um where i'll talk about exactly what's in the blog but just in audio form so you can click it on and do whatever you're doing. But um I want to go to South America. I've 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 tried it before. Um and I think I went wrong. I I tried to do law league like I'll do in England and um Norway and stuff. Um but I wanna manage a team at the top, but not right at the top. So my thoughts were like Newell's all boys um never won the the top the Champions League of South America predicted mid-table in the Argentine division, but they're a great team with a lot of history. Um, so I want to know who do people think I should manage? Who do you think I should manage, Colin? Have a think about it. Um, let me know. Um, I want a club with history, but mm. a club I can do things with, you know? Not a club that's um, <clears throat> on its knees, not a club that's ready to die i want to i want a club which i can do something with but not a club that's expected to walk the league season one so yeah it's a it's a challenge okay well we'll think about it remember tweet at tn underscore the northman absolutely let them know uh i'm going to give a good think on this i will i will give you a thought 
Oh, give me a day or two. I will put some thoughts out on Twitter for you. We we will help you out. At some point, at some point, I will get at the Northman on Twitter. I keep pestering the people who have it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And then we'll next time we'll talk about where it is. So we will wrap this for uh, for the day. So hopefully, as I said, hopefully you got something out of us. If there's a specific formation you want to talk about. Let us know. Otherwise, as Paul mentioned, we'll probably drift into the four four two next, as lots of people are. There. I think it's an interesting one to talk about. Yes, it is one that is widely panned, and yet, you know, what is what's that joke that Chris Rock used to make? It's a lot like a Backstreet Boys album. You know, they sold thirteen million copies, but nobody wants to admit they own one. It, you know, the four four two is everybody hates it, but nobody wants to admit that that's the go to that they play. Um, so we'll. I'm we'll, used to <clears> the minute. Same here. Um, so we'll break it down and and we'll talk about how to how to how to use it and how to uh, how to fight it. So until then, everybody, we will uh, see you soon. So bye now.